You're listening to Tatiana Is Everyone, an Orphan Black podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I am Stephanie. And if you are new to the podcast, we discuss topics rather than specific episodes. So this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We are discussing the series in its entirety, which as of this recording is the first season. So if you have not seen the first season, beware that there are spoilers ahead. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Art and the other police station folks. I, I have to make the the distinction vague there. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, does it? Distinction vague. Anyway, <laughs> but we have to. We have to. We can't say you know Art and the detectives or Art and the police officers because we have to include Raj for Stephanie because I love Raj. <laughs> and if you've listened to the podcast before, you probably know that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's start off talking about Art then. Art Bell. And it's kind of interesting. The discussion that Stephanie and I were having about Art is actually part of what started this whole we have to do a podcast thing. (laughs) Because she and I were having a difference of opinion about Art. Do do you want to tell them what what you were texting me as you were watching the episodes? Well, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember saying something to the effect of, why is art such a jerk? And, and, or, or something like that. And you were, you were saying, eh, he's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. Maybe you remember better what was actually said. No, it was something like that. But it was one of those things I, I started thinking about this. And I think part of it is the perception of you having watched them all back to back over the course of like two or three days versus my watching them week to week. So I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, I don't know. I I kind of think even if I had been watching them spaced out, I still would have thought art was a jerk. Entirely possible. And I'm not saying art's not a jerk. I'm just saying that I think art is less of a jerk than you think art is. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Levels of distinction. <laughs> Though, this reminded me of something that I saw on Tumblr not too long after I started trying to you know, get more into the fandom side of Orphan Black. Is somebody had made this post about, basically, if you don't like these things having to do with the show, then it, her response was a little animated gif of Kasima yelling at Delphine, get out of her apartment, you know? <laughs> I think it's, I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah, and one of them was, if you don't like art, get out! It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm being ejected from the fandom already. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so why, why, why wouldn't I like art? Well, let's talk a little bit about art, because he's kind of this unknown entity, this unknown entity for the first, I don't know, at least like quarter, if not half of the first episode, Sarah keeps getting these phone calls and text messages from Art, who seems very urgently trying to get in touch with her, and she just ignores him. And then he just pulls up on the street and shoves her into her car and drives off with her. So he doesn't really get the most kindly of introductions, though I will admit that it's really easy to view Art from how he interacts with Sarah, and not really give him the benefit of the doubt of the fact that Sarah, he's thinking Sarah is Beth, and therefore Beth is acting very strangely. So I think there is an element of that that I need to give Art more credit in in regards to his behavior, because Sarah is not Beth, so she's acting weird, and she's, you know, doing some shady things, legitimately. 
which I think is what I told you when we were having this this discussion before, because it is one of those things. I I think part of it is we don't know what Art's relationship with Beth looked like. We never got to see it, so I think some of it is maybe that. Well, they had the he he has the exchange with Sarah, where Sarah says something about you know, hey Art, why do you have to be such a hard ass or something like this, and Art responds with because that's your favorite thing about me. So it's one of those things I kind of think the existing relationship there was, it, it had a certain dynamic to that effect that it, it was, you know, arts being kind of a, a stubborn guy. I, I don't know. I just, I think Beth maybe knew that or appreciated that about him. And so of course it's making it more difficult for Sarah. And if you're watching the show, you're, sort of siding with Sarah because that's how it's set up that you're supposed to side with Sarah. So who's this guy who's being so difficult, I guess. But, uh, and of course, I mean, I think we also have to take into account that Beth had been struggling before the series started. And from what we know, Art knew that about her. So I think a lot of his actions sort of speak to his being really, really concerned about Beth. I am not willing to quite go there for art because i just feel like his behavior towards sarah was too controlling because basically what we have art doing for the majority of the first i don't know not quite half of the season like the first four episodes or so of the season is him essentially blackmailing sarah who he thinks is beth but and the first i think within the first episode or maybe it's the second episode, where he follows her to Felix's apartment and then steals her money out of the back of the car. I'm like, there's no possible way I can excuse him for that behavior. That is not appropriate behavior. I don't care if he cares for Sarah or not. That is just not something that a friend should do to another friend. No, I do agree that that's out of line. But it's one of those things, again, just knowing that Beth was actually in such a bad place that she did commit suicide. You know what I mean? Like knowing that it was that bad, I'm willing to cut art a little bit of slack. I, I do agree that the action itself out of line, but I can see that the concern would be real. You know what I mean? Because the thing that I don't get is that art really seemed to be motivated in the beginning of getting Beth to, testify Sarah Asbeth getting her to testify in the little hearing that it happened this way and not mention the fact that Art switched you know put the phone into to Maggie Chen's hand he really seen that seems to be his main goal is to make sure that Beth tells this particular version of the event and so when he sort of follows her and finds the money and correctly surmises that she is running away from the situation. I don't know. I kind of feel like, wouldn't that just be better if he was worried that Beth wouldn't tell his version of events? I don't know, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he legitimately could, could worry about her leaving town. But then once he has the money, it goes through like this a couple of stages of blackmail where basically you have to stay and testify in this hearing and you'll get your money back. And so, you know, Sarah Asbeth does that. And then he says, no, 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 you have to make sure you have to wait and make sure you're cleared before I'll give you back your money. And it's kind of like that's kind of out of Beth's slash Sarah's hands, whether she's 
cleared or not. At that point, she'd already testified. You know, she she had done her best. So I, I it just seemed like an unnecessarily controlling action. And it just really left a bad taste in my mouth in regards to art. Yeah. And of course, a- again, part of the reason I'm willing to cut him some slack on all of this stuff is that the fact that they're trying to cover this stuff up is because he was trying to help out Beth because he was essentially trying to cover her by putting the cell phone in her hand. You know what I mean? In Maggie Chan's hand. So because Beth had called him instead of going through proper channels or whatever the, the situation is. So, right. She didn't follow protocol. She was supposed to call in what happened first before calling art, but she, she didn't do that. Right. Because he knew that she was whacked out on whatever meds she was on, so. Mm-hmm. And I guess another reason I have trouble seeing Art's actions as him caring about her is because he does say something to the effect of, you know, I covered for your tweaker ass. And it that just doesn't sound very affectionate to me, you know? <laughs> so, again, you know, there, we do have the really the only window we kind of have into Art and Sarah's, or sorry, Art and Beth's relationship prior to Sarah arriving on the scene was that exchange about Art being a hard ass. So maybe that was something Art would have said to Beth beforehand, but it just doesn't sound very caring. So I have trouble interpreting his actions as being out of concern for Beth. I see what you're saying, but I I guess I don't necessarily, I don't know. It's one of those things, you know, affection... Affection looks different from different people. Different people, yeah. And that's that's fair, like I said. But just for me personally, because of that exchange that they have, I have trouble interpreting interpreting Art's actions as being caring. But he does seem to maybe evolve a little bit through in the later part of the season, because he, he does seem to be... When, when, you know, these weird things keep happening in regards to fi- fi- keep finding women who look like... Beth, or who he thinks is Beth, he does seem to be protecting her to the extent that he waits to show his commanding officer this type of evidence. And it's actually Angela DeAngelis, who's his partner at that point, who comes to, I guess he's a captain, but they're, they're commanding officer with the information. So I don't know, maybe there is better evidence, or maybe the, the writers intentionally were like, oh, Art's coming off a little hard, we need to kind of soften him up later in the season. Could be, although I think they'd wrapped the season before they started airing, I'm pretty sure. So, Well, it could just be from watching the show as it, it got edited together, because, you know, they do right. see, okay. see the cuts. So, you know, because sometimes you don't necessarily know how something's going to come across until you see it on screen. So, right. So it could be that they realized, oh, he's coming off as a little little hard. We need to soften him up a bit, even if they hadn't had audience response yet. Entirely possible. Because, you know, there is, at during episode four, where Sarah is going to meet Helena at Maggie Chen's apartment, she does call and leave that message for Art. So there is kind of this suggestion that even though Art has been kind of a hard character that Sarah has come to trust him to a certain extent through through the course of their their interactions. Right. Because she leaves that message out, you know, you're the only one I trust to figure this whole thing out. Right. So. See, again, I think this is part of my my interpretation, too, of art, is that she knows that he does really care about Beth enough to want to find out what's happened. So 
I don't know. I, I, I just, I think it all comes from a place of caring, even if the actions are questionable at best. And that's fair. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. So it is kind of, I do have some questions in regards to what might become of Art and his storyline in season two, because he was clearly one of the main characters. If nothing else, the actor was credited in the list of main cast at the beginning of the of the episodes. So he was one of the main characters in season one. But it seems like toward the end of the first season, Sarah's no longer acting as Beth, so she's not in the police station as much. And they hit a real roadblock in the case that they're working at the end of season one. So I'm curious to know where that investigation might go in season two. Right. But but it is one of those things. It is set up nicely that you you can continue with the police as an active active element in the story, I guess is what I've tried to say. <laughs> Absolutely, because you have you have them getting wise to the fact that there are way too many people who look a lot of like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who have no direct connection. Right. Who who aren't twins or triplets or what have you. You know, because Art knows that Sarah isn't Beth. He knows, so he knows there's at least, and he knows that Sarah is not Katya. So he knows there's at least three women who look exactly like each other running around. And they saw Allison, too. Oh, yeah, they did. I forgot about that. And they knew that Allison wasn't either of them either. So, yeah. So he, yes. So aware of like four women who look like each other. So definitely in regards to sort of keeping the experiment that's supposed to be secret under wraps, Art and Angela and their investigation does put a real wrench into things that could could be a very important element of the plot. And there was the weird lawyer dude who showed up at the station and swept Sarah away. And clearly Sarah didn't know anything about it either, so... Because Sarah was about to spill her guts to him, so... Yeah, she was very close to telling Art stuff, and uh, the lawyer lawyer interrupted her, so definitely Art's interest is piqued, but do we get the impression that he's going to continue to be allowed on the investigation, even though his commanding officer found out that he was withholding stuff? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. So, speaking of his partner, we have Angela DeAngelis, played by the lovely Inga Cadranel, who you and I, I think, were both aware of because of her role on Lost Girl. As we've mentioned previously, we also are hosts on a Lost Girl podcast called Drinks at the Doll. Plug that show. Plug that show. (laughs) (laughs) But... I, I always enjoyed her on Lost Girl, and she's playing a very different character over here on, on Orphan Black. And even though Angela didn't get quite as much character development as, say, Art did, I thought she emerged as quite a, an interesting character in this first season. She, she does add some interesting color to the police station, I'd say. Because I think our first impressions of her is mainly that she really likes her job. Like, she's really fascinated with her job. And <laughs> and the morgue. <laughs> and the morgue. Well, the thing about Angela is that, especially in the beginning, and I guess throughout the series, is she says some really kind of cliched things. Like when after Sarah and Art are attacked by Helena, and Angela comes up to her and is like, you know, we're... We're going to get them. And, and she says some cliched things like this. And so part, at first I was thinking, ugh, that's kind of bad writing. But I actually think it's kind of intentional that Angela is just that type of cop who really does sort of 
embrace this idea of of kind of the cowboy nature of being a police officer. You know what I mean? I think what amused me about that scene, aside from the line, or or perhaps more than the line, like she came up and as she's saying that, she she's like shaking their hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's actually just Angela is, you know, she really does think that, yeah, we're going to get him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> And I and of course when when she and Art visit the morgue, have you? Oh, look, you know, finger straighteners. <laughs> have you ever seen a postmortem spasm? <laughs> oh, Angela. So I like how enthusiastic she is about her job. Yep. Although I, I've got to say, there's the one exchange that she has with Sarah, who they still think is Beth. Uh, I think it's after Beth has or or Sarah after ha- Sarah has quit. They call her back in to the station and they're sort of questioning her about Sarah. And I think Sarah, still pretending to be Beth, says something about, you know, oh, well, can I look at her file or something like that? And so Angela says, oh, you can't, you're a civilian now. And so then Sarah comes back with something along the lines of, yeah, just like you always wanted. And I remember hearing that and thinking, wait, where did that come from? Definitely. It seemed like suddenly Sarah had some kind of insight into Beth and Angela's relationship. It was very out of left field. I, I, I wasn't entirely sure where what motivated Sarah to say that. I'm glad it's not just me. No, no. Because the exchanges that we'd seen between Angela and Sarah as Beth, I think had been fairly civil, like Angela came up, coming up to her and say, oh, you know, don't worry, we're going to get him and things like that. So I didn't see any real tension in the interactions we had seen prior to this this moment where, you know, they reconstruct Katja's face and realize, oh, she looks a lot like Beth. That was really the first instance I'd seen of, of any kind of hostility between the two women. But Sarah talks like there had been been some previously. Right. And I think I think at most the closest thing we get to any sort of tension along those lines would be that I think at some point Angela was like ready to head out with Art and then suddenly I think Beth got cleared or something. And so Beth right. went instead. But that's not really that's not really anything either. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just Yeah. That's just a, a thing that happened, but yeah, I could see maybe the thing is, I feel like there wasn't clear sort of conflict between the two women on screen. I could maybe, you know, into it, there might have been some conflict between Angela and Beth previously. If, say, Art and Beth usually caught the really good cases and Angela kind of got relegated to less exciting cases. But again, we just didn't see that sort of tension on screen. Right. That's a lot of speculation right yeah of course by the end of the season when when angela is the one who actually tells on on art and his investigation it's like well maybe that was some sort of issue i don't know but but yeah prior to that statement i was just kind of like wait what (laughs) so i don't know it could just be part of sarah being a con and maybe being good at reading people maybe she intuited some sort of hostility that angela had toward beth but i just didn't see it on screen previously prior to that yep so then another character who got less screen time but the screen time she had was awesome janice beckwith 
I know. I feel like there was several characters in sort of the police station arena who they maybe didn't get a lot of screen time or didn't get a lot of character development, but I feel like they really made a great impression on you or as on the audience when they were on screen. So, and Janice being one of them. And of course, what's funny is like neither one of us could ever remember her name <laughs> when we were talking about I this know. right after watching it. <laughs> Well, I think it's partially because the actress who plays Janice Beckwith is Asian. And so I have a difficult time connecting that name with that actress, which is not fair. There are plenty of people who are Asian who have last names that are not specifically Asian. But still, I just had trouble connecting Beckwith with with that actress. Also, I don't think they really say it that often in the show. They don't. I think they call her Janice a couple of times. But I think they only say her last name maybe once, maybe twice. So... But yes, Janice. We like Janice. And I, I like how no-nonsense she is about things. She's just, and like Angela, I feel like she's like very focused on the job. She enjoys her job, and she's like, I do my job well. Right. Because really, why would you expect her to have that skull reconstructed already? It went through a friggin' gravel crusher. <laughs> and, and she like storms out. <laughs> Give me some time. It went through a gravel crusher. Come on. <laughs> so yes, there's Janice. And then, of course, my favorite. There's Raj. <laughs> and yes, she pretty much does always say his name like that. <laughs> I love Raj. <laughs> Raj, who is just so adorably gullible. First, I think that the actor who plays him is very, very handsome and very, very cute. And then Raj, just as a character, is so naive and gullible. I just I just want to hug him, you know? I think the majority of our exchanges as you were watching the show were you going, oh, I love Raj. Raj is so cute. And then me saying, poor gullible Raj. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he is poor gullible Raj, the way that, that Sarah totally susses out that, he, that you know, he has a crush on Beth and takes advantage of him. She just like, sort of bats her eyelashes at him and, and he just does whatever she asks. Poor Raj. I hope we see Raj next season. I, I have a feeling we might not, but I hope we do. <laughs> well, again, the police investigation may be going strong. Certainly somebody will need a tech guy at some point. <laughs> I hope so. If they don't, I'm going to sneak on set and break all of the computers. <laughs> <laughs> They're filming now. You'll have to you'll have to hurry up there. I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> if you leave right now. <laughs> For me, Raj is kind of like Colin. I feel like they're these really cute boys who who didn't get a lot of screen time, but were just really adorable in the screen time that they that they did get. So they they I, do make good impressions. I hope that both of them come back in season two. Me too. I do think this is a side note, but I do think that we'll get more of Colin at least. I do think we'll get more of Colin. I'm not sure about Raj, but I do think we'll get more Colin. Right. Especially since now they know that Sarah isn't Beth, so... More guys. <laughs> what? More guys. You'll, you, you know, they'll go back and, and interview the morgue guy who, you know, identified the body and blah, blah, blah. So, oh. anyway. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just meant that since now that the police know that Sarah isn't Beth, Beth won't be there, or Sarah won't be there to make poor gullible Raj be poor and gullible and help her oh right right, is what i was awkwardly getting at sorry we're totally on a tangent now (laughs) 
It's what we do. But it's what I do. So let us know what you think about the folks down at the police station. What did you feel about Art? Do you do you like Art? Do you feel like he was too much of a hard ass? Do you think he really is acting out of a place of caring for Beth? Do you love Raj as much as I do? Let us know. You can contact us in a variety of ways. You can email us at feedback at tatianaiseveryone.com. You can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode over at tatianaiseveryone.com. You could also call and leave a message on our listener voicemail line. The number is 972-514-7223. And you can follow us on Twitter. We are at TIE Podcast. I will be very, very surprised if anyone loves Raj quite as much as you do. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Entirely possible, but I'd be surprised. Raj's mother does. (laughs) And since we're in the holiday season in the United States, which is where we are, uh, we're going to be switching over to a biweekly schedule for the foreseeable future. It'll probably be sometime in January that we'll go back to a weekly schedule. And that wraps up our episode on Art and his associates at the police station. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.